Juggling motherhood and modern day life can be stressful and relentless, but it doesn't need to be this way. The Joy of Being podcast is the answer to maternal mental health, bringing sustainable relief and calm to hardworking mums everywhere so that you, your family and work can thrive. My name is Marina Pearson and I'm your host, transformational coach and mum who loves to interview business owners, transformational professionals and creatives to have insightful conversations about what it takes to really live a life that is thriving, fulfilling and full of joy. And on today's show, I have the wonderful couple, Rudy and Julianne Kennard. And today we spoke about harmonious relationships, but we also talked about something really interesting, which was how we have to have conflict in relationships so that it can grow and how we have to accept that in order to be in a relationship that is going to grow, that there will be conflict. We also talked about what happens when you don't like conflict and why that actually doesn't work. We also spoke about how you can attract the right relationship to you based on who you are being. We also talked about how there is an invitation to expansion and also how it's possible to live in resonance in your relationships. So if you are having a lot of conflict in your relationships and that doesn't seem like a great thing for you and you aren't growing uh, and or you are single and you want to find in a harmonious relationship and you want to understand what you have to do in order to to create that for yourself then this is going to be an amazing episode for you enjoy so on today's show i have the wonderful rudy cannard and the beautiful julianne delcano cannard and uh they're just such a wonderful couple that i just thought i would bring them on um well I've known them for quite a while and they are very much uh, sort of a prolific couple in the community that we're part of. Um, and I just love their energy. So we wanted to talk today about enoughness and feeling and being whole in relationships because I know that when we don't, we have all certain weird dynamics that show up. And so I was really curious about that. And I really wanted to explore that because I know that uh, those of you that listen in will either have, you know, hubby um, or, yeah, um, you'll be in a relationship or maybe hubby boyfriend or whatever. So welcome. Thank you, Marina. And thank you for um, inviting us. It's a real honor and pleasure to talk with you. Yeah, beautiful. Um, well, I'd like to say something, if I may. You may. Because, um, I, you know, being a mom, uh, and I was a single mom for quite some time, um, and looking back, and it's only via this hindsight that I see how life unfolded for me, I had this subconscious, like, conviction, and we call it like an ice cube, something that's very particleized deep down, and we can't quite... We really don't know it's there, but we can feel it. And my particleization, my ice cube was that I wasn't worthy. And what I remember feeling is you, I like to say the word resonate. The word resonate, the Latin term is resonatia, and it means to echo. So we are these expressions that echo. We look for something that resonates with us, something that validates us deep down. And deep down, I felt I wasn't worthy. So my relationships unfolded that way. There was, um, there was, there was conflict, there was domestic violence, but yet that's my belief deep down that I wasn't worthy. And it was, I know this is cliche, but we truly, when we truly love ourselves, that's when we resonate outward the love for ourselves and that is when we find the echo the resonatia to reflect that back and that's when I met Rudy <laughs> and it's just beautiful because you get when you when I saw thought for what it was it was so much easier to just let it go by and we have this dance, this beautiful dance of life that 
it's like it's like the inchworm it contracts and expands and it contracts and it expands and it's inevitably going to contract and expand for us for us to move through life um but when we have uh when I found the butterflies inside after seeing thought for what it was, accepting the dance of life, then I found butterflies out there. Or maybe I mirrored and the butterflies came to me. I don't know how it happened, but it just unfolded that way. The resonatia, the echo was there. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I love it. Um, I walked out yesterday um, to take the dog for a walk and the insight I had was you attract what you are Mm. yeah yeah really yeah that was really beautiful that I saw that Mm -hmm. and it's so innocent you know we're not out there it's so innocent and it's so common for us to have and I still have little feelings of unworthiness but I see it and when you notice it it's just in noticing it's kind of been noticing that you're having thoughts of unworthiness yeah rather than I'm unworthy mm-hmm. it's, it's it's very very different because everyone well I can't say everyone but most people are gonna have thoughts of unworthiness of insecurity of I'm not good enoughness um, but if it's seen for what it is as thought floating through then we don't latch onto it as if we're, we are unworthy, we aren't good enough. That's what you kind of mean by crystallized. Like as, as a metaphor, like water can be steam, mm-hmm. kind of like formless. It could be fluid um, um, like water or it could be like ice, which is kind of like more particleized, more solid. Clunky. Clunky. You know, it's more form-based <laughs> compared to steam. And I think if we if we have thoughts of unworthiness, which is really easy to do with, with conditioning and upbringing and previous relationships, it's a whole bunch of stuff that can allow those thoughts of, to arise within us. But... As it's seen as thought, it kind of stays as steam. But yeah. if we believe we are what we think, we kind of, it's like water now becomes particleized like an ice cube. Mm-hmm. And ice cubes are cold, you know, they, they can't move very quickly. And part of the resilience or the flexibility um, of this spiritual potential we all have is to see that we can become more like steam. We can move, we can mold around things. We're not, we're not what we think we're just thinking. And so I, again, I grew up with unworthiness. I mean, I had, you know, I find my cross, my past quite boring now, but just say extreme conditioning towards unworthiness and everything and everyone backed it up that I wasn't good for anything. I was never going to achieve anything. I was, wasn't very good, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think how do you melt ice? You melt ice with heat. It's the, Heat, it's the radiance of love, of acceptance, mm-hmm. of embracing all of you that allows the ice to melt and you become more fluid again. You go back to your fluidity, your spiritual nature, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I've really noticed something um, in my intimate relationships, whereas before I would give credence to little remarks or I would I would just get like annoyed because the other person was um just went (laughs) Mm. you know those little moments like and I've noticed recently that I just don't go there I just go okay well it's not even an okay it's like I don't say anything and we just move on to the conversation and I and I started to notice that more and more where I just don't give I don't give much power or any power to to those moments. Um, 
Whereas before I probably would, I would have gone in there and gone, why did you say that? You know, that's not very nice. (laughs) I would have just like, you know, just like, come on, let's add some fuel to that fire. Um, Mm. Unnecessarily. Um, I'm really curious about something. So, you know, we talked about this, this whole thing of um, not feeling worthy, not enough. And if you don't know, that you are just consciousness having an experience of life, which effectively is what we're, we're, we are. We're having an experience of life. You're having an experience of Rudy and you're having an experience of Julianne and I'm having an experience of Marina. Um, we're just having experiences, right? But if you don't know that, how might it play out differently? So I'm curious mm-hmm. about um, how would you identify that you're, you don't have the enoughness, that you're in that space. And how might it show up um, if, if you are? I'm, I'm just curious about that because it might be useful for the listeners to sort of identify that that's actually what's happening. Does that make right. sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I think in relationships, it's very easy to feel that your partner needs to fulfill you. Mm. They need to be a certain way or not be a certain way for you to feel okay. Um, There's certain things that they have to do or not do for a functional relationship to work. And we can innocently get um, blinded by needing love from somebody. Mm. And this is so completely natural and normal and human, and, and most of us do that. So that's just what it is. Um, but I remember um, in a my pre in a previous relationship when that broke up, I realised that. I mean, I know this sounds very kind of new agey or whatever, but one of my biggest realisations was realising I was already love. I didn't need anyone to share love with because I was already that. And in me thinking I needed a somebody to love, love became particleized into a something. But love isn't a something, it's an everything, and it's within all of us. And we're built from this unconditional love. And when we really uncover that with ourselves... It's not that we're giving love to another person. We're just sharing love. It's not that love is finite, like you've got this cup of water and you can give a bit of water to somebody else and you need need the rest of it for yourself. It's kind of more like a river that's continually flowing. And I think... My best advice for people in relationships (laughs) is that... (laughs) quit trying to get them to fulfill you Mm -hmm. and fulfill yourself quit expecting them to be or not be a certain way and find that well-being that love that resilience within yourself because that takes relationship from a needy relationship to a more unconditional relationship Right. And would you say if you're feeling unfulfilled in a relationship, that's indicative of what's going on inside of you? Well, you can be fulfilled within yourself and you still might be with like a person that you don't resonate with. That doesn't harmonize. That you're not in harmony with Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, But again, generally speaking, when you're in touch within yourself, you kind of know. Yeah. Yeah, when you get the butterflies, those beautiful butterflies from within, that love with from within, your wisdom just flows through and you see with clarity, you know, your wisdom, you know what's right for you. You know if the relationship is right for you or not. Yeah. I'm curious about um, this harmony piece. What does that look like? 
Well, there's something called sympathetic resonance, and you probably know what it is. Like if you've got a tuning fork and you bang the tuning fork, that resonance will allow a, a second tuning fork that you're not even touched to start resonating. Right, or even more precise, the guitar. If you have a guitar, I love this because it's an actual D string and there's other a plethora of other strings on the guitar but if you pluck let's say a D string on one side of the room and then another guitar is just sitting there untouched only the D string will resonate that's kind of what we were talking about how you well what you said you get what you what you what you you put out it's a harmonic resonance it's a relationship between the two guitar strings um so so it's not as if what you think you attract right i mean it can look like that um it's more of a case of your emotions are energy in emotion Mm -hmm. So your emotions are going out into this field we call life and it's harmonizing with a like resonance. And so that's what you're experiencing and you're seeing. So in a sense, to change the physical world in front of you, there has to be a change within you because the physical world, although absolutely it's there, it's apparently physical. You're here. I'm here. What you're experiencing is yourself masquerading around in the physical world. When there's an internal shift, there's an outward change because we live in a malleable universe. We live in a creation of within masquerading out there. So although a lot of people say, look within, look within, it it's not a, within isn't a location it's a state of beingness it's a state of mind mm-hmm. it's a feeling and mm. as human expressions of this beautiful consciousness we are going to like i said before have a dance there's going to be highs and lows and ups and downs and happies and sads the the tree outside in the middle of fall loses its leaves if we if we zoom in on that one would think If I didn't know better, it was dead or it was dying. But it's the nature naturing and we're consciousness humaning. As Rudy says, we aren't part of nature. We are nature in human form. Yeah. And... So I think just knowing that we're not constantly going to be flying high, happy, full of bliss all the time there. And, and we allow whatever arises to arise, there's a cease in resistance. There's a cease in suffering. Um, there's going to be painful moments But when we cease to resist that, we don't have to suffer the suffering. Does that make sense? So what comes to mind is is if there's a resonance between two people and how would you explain when one decides to leave or one decides to when it when it when there's a discord when there is a um this I don't want this anymore or I'm not sure about it anymore or yeah I'm curious well the biggest discord is people expecting the other person to fulfill them that's gonna be a discordant relationship because it's in our in a relationship it isn't your job to fulfill the other person in a relationship ideally it's to allow the other person to grow and evolve and be themselves whatever the expression themselves is so if you do get two people who are fulfilled within themselves generally it's going to be a very very harmonic relationship but it's not always going to be harmonic we live in human bodies this mm-hmm. chemicals biology um, things happen in the form bankruptcy um, job changes moving so there's going to be disharmony but 
disharmony is also natural. Mm-hmm. Disharmony as is as natural as harmony. You need disharmony to understand harmony. The, can, like yeah, you the, need the night to give perspective to the day. The contraction for the expansion. So the idea isn't to be in harmony all the time because it's not really possible. Right. The idea is to know whole as a whole it's okay to be in disharmony every now and again. It's the dance. And so knowing that there's a dance between harmony and disharmony, um, you tend to be more in harmony, ironically, because you're not making such a big deal about the disharmony. Um, And Yeah, you're allowing the seasons (laughs) to just season. Yeah, you're not. No, do not be autumn. No, do not be autumn. Don't lose your leaves. (laughs) Picking up the leaves and trying to put them back on the trees. (laughs) So I would say that myself and Jules, I've never, I mean, I'm 48 now. I've never been in such incredible sympathetic resonance with a person in my entire life as I am with Jules now. But part of the reason is, is because we do get in disharmony. We have our things, we have our insecurities, we can have our tiffs and annoyed at one another and arguments, but we don't really see it as a problem. Whereas before we need to work out and analyze and make meaning about Mm -hmm. it. It's like, yeah, we're human. We're going to be in disharmony now and again. What's the freaking problem? And so without making meaning about the disharmony, we can kind of be in harmony within the disharmony. It's actually our, sorry to interrupt you, but it's our rain. We're in the middle of a jungle. And so we're in Hawaii in the middle of a rain, tropical jungle. And it decides to rain 10 minutes every day. And it just happens to be. (laughs) Unfortunately, this is the 10 minutes. I apologize for people listening to the audio. And I've got all this stuff in the background, but we can't do anything about it, I'm afraid. (laughs) No, we're talking about disharmony. This is absolutely fine. Totally like. Yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So here we can make a big issue about it's raining. It shouldn't be raining. Oh my God, the audio. But it's like, well, this is just happening. Right. So when there's like an acceptance of just what is it could be disharmonious but there can be a harmony within it mm-hmm. it's never what's happening to you it's what we make up about what's happening right that creates a disharmony you know what comes to mind is um I have a five-year-old son, as you know, and um, when he gets all like mm, in his little disharmony and discord, you know, I don't say to him, I'm done with you. Like, you're, it's over between <laughs> us, you know, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm not your mother anymore. I'm disowning you, you know. I, I, we just get through it. It's like, I love you unconditionally, no matter what. Like, even mm-hmm. when you have your moods, even when you are like going, mm, I hate you. And you're like, okay, but I'm going to go off now. I'm not going to speak to you and I'm going to come back and then we can have a conversation about that, but that's fine. And, you know, he doesn't leave me. He doesn't say, hey, mom, I'm leaving you now because, like, you're being crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Beautiful example. Right? I love that. Right. And, you know, we've been on lockdown together for three months. So we've had our moments. (laughs) Like me and Leo are now like this, this weird couple um and literally you know it, it's so interesting to me because we've had our moments and like um I can see it rising up in him um and I can be there for him if he's really upset and if I'm quiet but if we're both upset that's when like we have some like interesting discords but I I, yeah. I, I they don't last for very long they're very you know just like bleh, and then we're done <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's oh my god! I bet you're. Well, I mean, you're lucky to have your son, but I think your son's very lucky to have you too. It's a mutual thing, Marie. Like having a parent who, who's aware of this stuff. My goodness, what a head start that little boy's got already! Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Definitely, it is. And um, you know, I, I, we, we, I read. There's a book we've got now, which is uh, Jack Francis' book, which is all about. Mm. I'm reading it to him. You know every other night so that he starts to really understand it. Um, but um, interestingly enough, you know, I've been exploring 
my partner's insecurities, my insecurities, when really not to take them that seriously, even if it looks to me like what they're saying seems to be true to them. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Because what I've realized is, is I can't take what they say too. <laughs> Mm. take it with a pinch of salt um right yeah and I'm not talking about being in a bad mood I'm talking about them really thinking that they're really clear about what they're saying but then they act completely differently Mm. could you say a bit more about that so um I don't know for example uh when somebody's not very sure about being in the relationship, but yet they say, uh, but I love you or whatever it might be. Um, What I know is that I love you, but I've got this idea that somehow I need to be doing something else. Um, And then the behavior seems to sort of suggest something different as in um, the way they are is not the mark of somebody that wants something else. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, we get, um, we can get thought worms stuck on our head. Love that thought worms. I've never heard of that one before. Oh, God. Um, you, you say that, you say that. Oh, no, someone said that. <laughs> um, you get thought worms stuck in your head and it kind of starts like eating your brain. This is a terrible metaphor. I'm going to move to something else. <laughs> um, but so we get thoughts stuck in our mind and we believe. Now, whatever anybody thinks, it's going to look and feel true. When I felt I was the biggest waste of space on earth, I was a bad person, um, everyone hated me, that absolutely looked and felt and seemed 100% true. And my mind, like a lawyer, the mind is like a really good attorney or lawyer, and it'll give you all manner of reasons to back up the research as to why this is true. Another moment I can feel that people like me, I'm great at what I do, and I'm a brilliant person, then the lawyer then backs that up with loads of reasons why that's true. Now, the anything true about what we think, paradoxically, is that whatever we think is going to look true. So the truth is in that what we think looks true, but what we think is all going to be a perception. That is how we can perceive ourselves so differently day to day, moment to moment. We can look at our children and just melt with a sense of love. And, oh, my God, I'm so I'm so proud to be the mum. And they're such gorgeous kids. And the next moment, you just want to lock them in a cupboard or something. And so perception changes. So I guess in relationships, we're going to have perceptions about ourselves. But that's what it is. It's a perception. It doesn't mean to say it's true. I thought I would rather punch myself in the face repeatedly than get married. And I found myself getting married. Like we can change our minds. That's such a great, that is such a great example. So like, I'm not going to do that. Hey, you know, it's interesting because that kind of brings up something to mind is over my dead body. Am I ever going to the States? I got married to an American, um, <laughs> you know, and um, everything that I've said, no, I'm not going to do that. Or I, I'm going to do this instead. Um, has I, has manifested the things I'm not going to do. You know, now my ex mm lives in the USA so I've got a son that's being brought up partly with an American accent I'm like seriously that day that I said I was never gonna go to the US (laughs) little did I know that I was actually gonna end up having a son that's partially that so um it's so fascinating to me that we have this contradiction right so not gonna do that and then you're doing it um and yeah like I hadn't seen that but that is so true so What do we need to look at then? Because if a partner's behavior looks like it's totally out of, like it looks so non-aligned, like I'm not going to do that, but then they're doing it. Or I'm going to do that and they don't do it. Like, I think that that, if, if, 
if we get really caught up in that, we can get really frustrated, no? Like, yeah. I'm going to do the dishes and then they don't end up doing them. Or I'm going to um, mow the lawn and then they're just like sitting on the sofa. Or, mm. so I'm, yeah, could you, could you speak to that a little bit more? Because I think that's quite resonant, especially with lockdown and everything. And I've, I've had a lot of mums getting like, oh, he went out on a bike ride for three hours while I was left at home with all the children. Um, he said he was going to help out. And all he does is get on his bike and ride around. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, I think... Um, <laughs> I did sing as Jules once. No, you talk. Okay, yeah, that's talk. quite resonant. Has already done that before? <laughs> No. So if you want to jump in, just jump in as I'm talking. Yeah, okay. So, again, this this is answering the question, but not in the usual way. The more we need somebody to be or not be a certain way, the more frustrated we're going to get because people will often not do what you want them to do. Okay. Now, if you're okay within yourself then people will do or not do certain things and you're just not as bothered as you would be so that okayness if you will is and can only come from your own security I've been out with insecure girls before and my God, I could not do anything right. Like it was just, I found it impossible. I couldn't, even when I thought I was doing something, I wasn't doing it the right way. And I've been out with secure girls and it was pretty harmonious actually, because you're not having a relationship with your partner. You're literally having a relationship with yourself. Exactly. Yeah. About your partner. And like Rudy and I have a very unique setup here. I've got the toolbox. I install the air conditioner. Oh, yes, I do the man. wiring. I call the plumber and go figure out, you know, hang out with the plumber and go fix the water catch. Fix the water. Yeah. Do all of like the, 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 pipe fitting, etc. And, and Rudy does the juice. We have a balance, but I'm not stuck on that. I'm not, um, I don't know. It's, um, it's beautiful. I, I love our relationship because of that, but I see, I see where that could be a, a problem. problem. Yeah. Like Rudy should be doing this and should be doing this, but he's not. But it's sort of um, kind of a role reversal, if you will. But says who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have these conditioned cultural beliefs about things mm-hmm. um, that we take for true because everyone, a lot of people think that. But what is thought? It's a freaking construction. It's not an instruction. We mm-hmm. have cultural instructions but it doesn't mean it's true when we see that thought i'm not saying all thought is wrong i'm just saying thought is a construction and it is as true as we make it to be we can have very different kinds of relationships because we're not tying someone down to having to be or not be a certain way like Before Jules, I went out with a girl and she hated the outdoors. She didn't want to go into nature. She didn't want to hike. All the stuff I love doing, she just didn't want to do it. And I remember even I was I was doing a talk at this big conference and she couldn't be bothered to go down and see me talk. Because, oh, you, you know, you <laughs> you just talk the same thing. It's all bollocks and I don't understand it. And and so that was kind of her reaction to, like to my job to my what I love doing and but so we love her we do love her she probably won't listen <laughs> yeah but we love you it's like well <clears throat> she had a very different different thinking and belief systems to me now I could have found it really annoying and I could have taken offense that she didn't watch me and I kind of got upset that she wouldn't go hiking or into nature with me <clears throat> but it's like well why would I get upset because I know she's like that mm. 
so why would I choose to get upset that she's not how I want her to be? Right. I'm going out with her. I'm choosing to go out with her. So why don't I just accept her as she is? Because it's in the space between as someone is and as you want them to be, it's in that space that you are creating your own frustration. Right. It's not them. And on a couple of different levels, that is, it, it, it's <clears throat> discomfort. It, there's suffering. You, your perception outward, seeing something, a circumstance unfolding differently from how we want it to unfold and then and then becoming upset about it and then trying to manipulate that outside circumstance Mm -hmm. so that can unfold a couple of different ways bringing bringing suffering yeah exactly so i mean we ended up obviously we ended up breaking up because i'm with jules now obviously um (laughs) but it came to a point where we kind of just decided well we're so different that we just mutually broke up because it didn't make any sense to stay together. But the point is, is that we had a pretty harmonious relationship because there was acceptance either way from her end. I, I didn't go out to bars and get drunk. I wasn't into cheap package holidays. Like I I hope she never listens to this. Um, I wasn't into the stuff that she was into. So from her end, I wasn't fulfilling what she wanted. And so you can actually be with someone who thinks wildly different and you can have a a kind of still a pretty much harmonious relationship. But going forward, I decided that I want to be in a genuinely harmonious relationship of a like mind. And that's why I'm with Jules now. So I'm not saying break up, don't break up. We're just saying that relationships is an inside job. Like it's us creating our own frustration or boundaries. It it has to be an inside job, right? It has to be an inside job for there to be a harmonic resonance. Um, Because you look at it, there's 7.8 unique or 7.8 billion unique personalities on this earth no one person is the same so there's going to be variations there's going to be unique perspectives of this one essence um Mm -hmm. and we're bound to have conflict yeah yeah what would you say to those that don't like conflict Get get over it and move on. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to be a flog a dead horse. I don't know if you still say that in America. Flog a dead horse. Okay, it's a UK thing. I'm sorry to say the same thing over and over again, but conflict isn't a problem. It's what it's our perception of it's a, conflict that's it's a perception. Yeah. If there wasn't conflict, women wouldn't be able to vote. Black people would have no rights. If there wasn't conflict, we'd probably still be we probably speaking German now. Like, but it's how we define it. It's conflict doesn't feel very nice, absolutely, and it's normal to avoid conflict. But when we accept that there has sometimes there has to be conflict for change. Look how we come into the world. It's pretty traumatic for the child and painful for the mother it's almost like we come into the world via via conflict Mm -hmm. and the volcano that erupted just a couple years ago it's it was could be perceived as death and and destruction but it birthed new land it birthed new relationships this one beautiful lady had her house taken by the lava and she says lucky me i got to move in with my neighbor and he's handsome and we're in love now (laughs) so i mean it's all how we perceive it conflict is defined so differently in so many different ways it's it's perception i've been in relationships where i avoided conflict and i shrunk into a shadow of myself because i was trying to avoid conflict I've now learned that conflict is necessary and I will freaking stand up to myself for myself and I will put my Mm -hmm. foot on the ground and stand my ground. And there is conflict, but it has allowed me to remain Rudy. Like as a metaphor, if like I'm a circle 
and someone else is a square. The squareness of the other person will try to change my natural circular shape into a square. Now, if I don't resist that, I'm going to turn into a square and I'm not going to like it because my natural shape isn't a square and vice versa. Sometimes we need to just have conflict to stay our same shape it is normal it is natural it doesn't feel good it's not the sort of thing you'd want to happen but it is needed yeah if you don't fear conflict you will remain your true shape if you fear conflict you're probably going to get bent out of shape by not just your partner but life by your boss by your job by your friends by your children mm-hmm. isn't you- that interesting that like if you don't fear conflict you sort of blend. So now we're a squarish circle with rounded edges and there's movement. Mm. It's not static. It's, um, and it's unfolding beautifully. So say George is a square and I'm a circle. I've now become a circle, a, a more of a square type circle. George yeah. is more <laughs> of a circular square, Yeah, but I'm willingly allowing that because it makes sense. It's it's not going against my heart. It's just like, well, there has to be some compromise and I'm willing to bend this much, but not that much and and vice versa. So there's going to be a blending together in a relationship. Um, But when you're overly blended... Sorry, this metaphor. But when you're overly blended, it's it's painful because it's not you. Right. It's possible to remain you in an us. There's an us, but there's a Jules and there's a Rudy. So there's a sympathetic resonance. The echo is still there. Yeah. Yeah. The relationship between two things is still there. The harmonic resonance is still there. The echo is still there. If Rudy were to become a square, there would be no echo there would be no harmonic resonance. There would be nothing to resonate with. And it's the resonance between us. Like the other day, I said A, and Jules heard B, C, D, E, F, G. And I kept saying no, I said A. <laughs> no, I said A. And eventually you go, oh, okay, she said A. Okay, so B, C, D, E, and F is off the board. The next day, um, Jules said C, and I heard E-F-G-H-I-J and I did the same thing. And Jill's like, no, I just said C because people don't hear what you say. Right. They hear what you think you're saying. They think you're saying. Yeah. So to come back to what is actually being said and stick your, and to hold your ground in that when they're going kind of like bananas in this conflict, it's like an anchor in the storm. But you have to remain true to yourself. The, I mean, people worry about, you know, the partner being unfaithful, but a more systematic problem is people not being faithful to themselves mm-hmm. in a relationship. They get bent out of their natural shape, which causes conflict. You have to have conflict to stay your shape. Then there's more sustainable resonance this is fascinating like i it goes against so much of what's out there in terms of relationships and you know there are like self-help books all over the walls of of like you know if you've if you've got a relationship issue you've got to talk about it or you've got to sort it out or it's bad to have that conflict um Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't really have that sort of conflict. But I love the fact that what you've shared here is, is that conflict's actually really useful and helpful. Um, mm-hmm. it, it shifts and creates change. And I'm curious because sometimes conflict can be harmful, no? Like, um, and so what's the difference? Because obviously if somebody's listening and going conflict, yeah, but I'm, I feel that my partner is actually being, um, it's dangerous, so can you say something about that? Yeah, I have been in domestic violence relationships and it was going back to the, to the, to the relationship that I had with myself and I felt I wasn't worthy. So then I then resonated with someone who confirmed my deep down beliefs, someone who 
acknowledge that someone who validated my belief of the fact of me not being or the, my belief of me not being worthy. So it goes back within. Once we melt the ice cubes and, and, and begin to un- uncover that essence that's been solidified within and see it for a collection of thoughts. Sometimes it's a bazillion thoughts of, of, of this belief of me not being worthy. But once we begin to melt that, it moves and we see things more clearly. There's that love from within. And then in turn, we begin to reflect and have this relationship with other expressions that resonates that love, harmonizes with that love, and echoes that love, that resonates that love. So relatively speaking, it's not okay for people to inflict (laughs) physical harm on you or, you know, your children or, you know, relatively speaking, um, that's just not, it's just not okay. Mm -hmm. So being in touch with yourself, you wouldn't allow that to happen. So you'd have to change the physical circumstances for that not to happen. Right. I know my first teacher, well, one of my first teachers was this beautiful psychologist called Dr. Roger Mills, who had incredible results with communities working in impoverished communities. One of the communities, Lockwood Gardens, that I filmed in California, had the fourth highest homicide rate per capita in the nation. And since he went in with law enforcement, he changed, he, he trained the law officers to do different things to come from this well-being resilience. I mean, it's a long story, probably for a different webinar. But fundamentally, there hasn't been a homicide since the project started, and that's over 25 years ago now. There's been amazing effect in communities. So one community worked in there was a couple and the husband was beating the wife and the husband was beating the child and he was on um, intoxicants. As the female started to uncover the love that's already present within her, but kind of got covered over, um, where she used to take the beating and believe that maybe she deserved it, all of a sudden she realized she didn't deserve this and she kicked him out and said, I love you, we, you're the father of my child, but I will not tolerate to be treated like this for me and my son. If you change, you can come back. If you cannot change, it's over. Mm-hmm. So the husband, she actually had a couple of her friends stay with her because her husband was violent, so he could have come back and you know, the whole story. But anyway, they protected her. Luckily, she's got, a, 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 you know, a big family of guys. And he did actually change with the help of Roger Mills and the community. <sighs> I get tearful thinking about it. Mm. So anyway, he came back and he'd found the health within him and they carried on their marriage. Mm. So everyone has the capacity to change. Yes. If someone's doing stuff you need to protect yourself and the people that you love. You have to take action, but it doesn't have to mean the end of a relationship Mm -hmm. because love is the only thing that changes people. And it's the thing that transforms and conflict is inherent within love. It's holistic. It's both. And it's necessary and it's okay. I love that. Um, you know, I notice that when I'm sitting in a whole pool of love, Leo just gravitates towards me and we just have such a different dynamic. But if I'm sitting in my crazy mummy suit, that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole different dynamic. Like when, yeah, like <laughs> totally different experience. He's a different child. I'm a different mother. But I notice it with him. He'll come home. He's super excited. He wants to just hang out with me and like climb all over me. And he's just really calm. But when I'm like, mumzilla um he'll just like play up get upset pissed off whatever and it's interesting how we we mirror in a way it's like a you know people are a mirror for us um and and it's so like i noticed you know um yeah, yesterday was a very profound day for me. I had so many like i was popping all over the place there there was a lot of stuff going on for me and 
you know, I, I realized that um, often when someone sort of suggests something, complains about something, um, and you're like, oh, just get over it, that actually I had a part to play in that, in that experience. And I hadn't seen it that way. Like it wasn't a claim or blame myself. It was more like, oh, I totally get why they would be feeling that way. I felt that way. And actually, I'm participating in this dynamic. So it, mm-hmm. it's just really interesting how often we, we don't see the mirror, how often we're blinded by they are not a mirror of me. I'm so much better than them. Or, um, you know, that, that somehow... I'm more advanced <laughs> mm-hmm. when actually yeah. that in, in and of itself is a complete, um, that comes from a place of ego and arrogance anyway. Um, yeah. so it's so, it's so subtle and yet you can be so blind to it. <laughs> right. Right. It's a feeling you feel it. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's kind of like when kids, well, when I was a, when I was little and I knew I was going to ask my dad something that I really, really wanted and I would go upstairs into the kitchen and you could tell, okay, now's not a good time. It just doesn't <laughs> feel right in here. You know, now's not a good time to ask dad. And then, but that's that resonance that we were talking about, that harmonic resonance. Something just didn't harmonize. I knew it wasn't a good time. And so I went back down to my room. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yes, I, I love that, that we're just nature naturing mm-hmm. and yeah a lot of times we don't see it with our eyes but we can feel it i think i know a lot of our own personal judgment is on ourselves because we're we're trying to transcend the human experience we're trying to not feel sad not feel insecure we're trying to be in harmony all the time like we read all these books about what we should be like and what relationships should be like. And because we can't do that a lot of the time, we then get judgmental of ourselves. Right. We started to teach something called holality and it's embracing the wholeness of everything, the rough and the smooth, the night and the day, because what we've seen is that when we embrace our humanness, when we embrace that, yes, we can get insecure sometimes. And yes, we can hear D when someone said B. When we, yeah, we feel sad. When we just embrace all of it as natural to being human, Mm -hmm. we can just feel it, but we don't have to make meaning about it because it's the meaning making about the human experience that creates all the judgment rather than the fact of us just, having a bad day or a mumzilla day like it's yeah i don't know any mums who don't have mumzilla days like why do we beat ourselves up about that because it's natural it's inherent within the human experience Mm -hmm. and so freedom isn't a state of mind it's allowing all states of mind to flow with freedom there's freedom within all of it yeah and sorry yeah 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 Carry on, Marina. No, no, I was going to say, oh, no, just totally bite it in. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Rude of me. Okay, no. Um, <laughs> that's really no, go ahead. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I can't even remember now because I was laughing. Oh, I wanted to hear it. <laughs> oh. I've lost well, just, thought. Anyway. Just uh, go come out with it if oh, it yes, pops into your head. Yeah. So, you know, so like it, so often I, I hear mums and I, you know, it's, it's the guilt, right? It's the guilt. Um, mum guilt. It, it's a thing. Yeah. And, and the guilt in and of itself isn't the issue. It's the beating yourself up about the fact that you know, you're not good enough and, you know, that you feel a certain way or that you basically shouted at your child and, 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 and that is the issue. Um, not the, not the experience of it in and of itself because we experience all different kinds of feelings. But I think that there's an element of the personal development world got a little bit lost as far as I can tell, because, you know, you look at the marketing side and it's like, ditch your thing forever or never feel this mm-hmm. way again. And actually, mm. 
what? No, that's not true. Like you may not feel it as much, but you will have an experience of it. And I think we all have go-to experiences. Like I know my one is, is definitely I have a, an anxiety go-to experience. For somebody else, it might be I have a really sad go-to experience or for somebody else, right. angry go-to experience. Um, yeah, to go to experience all different sort of like flavors of um, experiences, but then we deem them as that's bad, that's good, you know, that's right. a good experience, that's a bad experience, that's a bad feeling. We shouldn't be doing, you know, it's a negative feeling versus it just all experience. We we actually tell our students to take this true self and throw it out the window and replace it with the whole self. Mm-hmm. The whole, the, the whole self that embraces the human experience at all, and all that ex, it, it, it embraces the the seasons of the year. You know, the volcano naturing, the the happies, the sads, the laughter, and the cries. Like your beautiful metaphor, you know, the inchworm that Jules was talking about. <laughs> it, to move, it contracts. And then it expands to move forward. Mm-hmm. Now, the inchworm couldn't move unless it contracted and expanded. The human experience is a contraction towards fear and an expansion towards love. And you can label that as all these different sadness, bliss, happiness, um, okay. melancholy. You can label it anything you want. But fundamentally, there is a particleization Um, which could be killed fear or an expansion, which you could call love. Now, we breathe in and out. Mm -hmm. We breathe in and we breathe out. We expand and we contract. If you look at nature, planets uh, contract and then they explode. Everything started with a big bang. Like there's an inhaling and exhaling inherent within nature, we are nature in human form. Right. So the human experience is a contraction and an expansion. Like you, you, you can't just expand. You have to contract so you can expand. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Marie, and I think it was really key. I personally, we think like you, the self-help field has got lost (laughs) saying expansion is right and contraction is wrong. But when you embrace the bothness, the naturalness of it, you tend to find you don't contract for very long Mm -hmm. because you're not making meaning about the contraction. You're just contracting. It's normal. Yeah. (laughs) Just noticing arising and then dissipating. There's a release and resistance. There's an, an acceptance to whatever is happening in the moment. I've, um, I've, 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 I came, an insight came to me years back when it was like insecurity is always an insight waiting to happen. And what I've noticed is that when I go into those spaces of not seeing clearly, um, of going into that fear, of going into that anxiety, going into that, all of that, that the the amount of insights that I gain just from being in that one in in all of those experiences is incredible. So I've never seen it that way, like you've shared today, that it's all part of the contraction and expansion. But mm-hmm. if you want to expand on steroids, you've got to go deep, like deep in the sense of you've got to have some really shit days so that you can expand into even growth like i noticed that the this the sort of idea of fear um as being this awful thing and what i've come to see is it's an invitation to expand you know mm. like it's an invitation to expand you can't have that without that it's polarity black and white yin and yang it's just how it works so um but this has been so juicy like i i it's been so juicy and I'm so glad I brought you guys on here today because quite frankly that this sort of relationship conversation um, is so unique and so different I think from from what people normally talk about so thank you so much for coming on here today um if 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 someone's listening they were like oh my god I need to contract and expand with these guys how can they get (laughs) with you (laughs) 
We have um, well, we have our website, innateevolution.com. You can also find us on Facebook, and we have a group. It's called The Energetic Nature of Life, Nature's Mind, um, and I can send you the link. But that's where we embrace this wholeness. Um, we embrace the nature naturing and we are nature in human form, as Rudy says. Mm. And um, yeah, we would love to to have anybody and everybody in there. And also on innateevolution.com, there is literally hundreds of free video resources for people even like a start here animated series oh, yeah, we did a for new people series. to go through one animation at a time to mm-hmm. kind of get a more holistic view of, of what we're talking about so go to innate evolution click start here and the animations are kind of cool because they're funny and humorous yeah we have a new if you've seen them they're they're brand new we have a new brand new uh first one and last one yeah. and then we have accompanying videos that go along with it yeah. brand spanking new <laughs> oh yeah i i guess we'll just put the links below and um, people can access them that way so for everybody that's been on here today i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did i really felt myself contracting and expanding as i was listening to them like breathing in breathing out um and yeah uh until the next time bye for now and there we have it another beautiful episode of the joy of being now if you got something from this and you know somebody that could really really do with a boost of positivity and joy then please do share the episode with them it's amazing the ripple effect that these episodes can have on others failing that if you'd like to join a different conversation around what's going on in in these uncertain times then please please do join the Facebook group, The Breathing Space for Hardworking Mummers. You can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash The Breathing Space for Mums in Business.